Mid-America's most trusted source for news, KMOX. At 5.03, we have clouds, 54 degrees, downtown of the Arch. I'm Maria Aquina. Our top story this hour, the Board of Aldermen advanced legislation that requires a change to the state constitution. Open carry in St. Louis would be illegal if this bill is passed and signed into law only after a change to the state constitution. Alderman Rasheen Aldridge, who is the primary sponsor of the legislation, says they understand that open carry is different in St. Louis than other parts of the state. We understand St. Louis is different from other areas and we need to have protections in place to keep uh, residents safe uh, and ensure that we don't aren't just a wild, wild west when it comes to these firearms. Megan Green, the president of the Board of Aldermen, says this legislation is a great opportunity to organize support for a ballot measure to give the authority to regulate firearms to municipalities. The legislation is expected to pass at next week's meeting. Sean Malone, KMOX News. A man who was sexually assaulted as a child by a former clergy at the Archdiocese of St. Louis is speaking out after more than a decade. Jonathan Dean was repeatedly raped by Father Gary Wolken allegedly at Ascension Parish when he was 10 years old. He reached a $1 million settlement with the Archdiocese earlier this year, but once changed. Missouri courts are complicit with the perpetrator's misuse of the statute of limitations. In case after case, Missouri courts have sided with the perpetrators of sexual violence and thrown credible victims who make credible claims out of court forever. Dean says he had almost reached a settlement in the case years ago, but it was dismissed by the court using the statute of limitations. He is advocating for legal reform. A county grand jury has decided there is enough evidence to indict Matthew McCullough. He's the former St. Louis County police officer accused of shooting his gun at a Kirkwood trunk or treat event. McCullough is facing six counts of endangering the welfare of a child and seven counts of armed criminal action. He is currently in jail on a half-million-dollar bond. The St. Louis Zoo is dealing with the death of a 52-year-old Asian elephant, Donna. The zoo says elephant, the elephant was euthanized after her health began to significantly decline in the last few days because of a tumor. The median life expectancy for an Asian elephant female uh, is usually around 47 and a half years old. The smell of gasoline forced students of Eureka Elementary School to evacuate their building earlier today. Eureka Deputy Fire Chief William Stamberger says a gasoline pipeline was ruptured last week at a ball field near Robert T. Gage Elementary School. Phillips 66 has been cleaning up the contaminated soil since. A change in weather and winds sent vapors toward the school. They switched gears a little bit because we were noticing the odors and for the school and they started putting down a chemical on top of the dirt that they dig it up. It absorbs the smell as well as uh, it's a bacteria that actually eats the hydrocarbons out of the gasoline. Stamberger says Phillips and Hazmat crews tested the school and surrounding area and found no risks. Students were able to go back to class. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. St. Louis Public Schools filed a lawsuit Thursday over a proposed new charter high school. That suit says the Indianapolis-based organizers of Believe STL Academy violated state law. They're supposed to give timely notice to the local school board so it can review the application. The suit has says not only did the organizers not do that, they told the state that they did. In addition to the lawsuit, the public school's board objects to Believe St. Louis because they are already 21 public and charter high schools in the city. And as the news continues on KMOX, this week, KMOX virtual consumer editor Megan Lynch and media literacy expert Julie Smith 
have been exploring the pros and cons of artificial intelligence. Today, they wrap up their discussions with a look at how AI could actually help make your life and day a little easier. We hear a lot about how artificial intelligence could harm us, but there are plenty of ways that the technology could enhance our lives. As we wrap up this week's focus on AI, I'm joined once again by Julie Smith, Webster University instructor and author of Master the Media, How Teaching Media Literacy Can Save Our Plugged-In World. And it sounds like, Julie, that AI could really save us some time. Tons of time, (laughs) tons of time. Are you ready for my list of all the things AI can do for us? Absolutely, because I have to tell you, I have been really slow to dive into AI. I mean, I'm sure I use it in ways on a daily basis that I don't even really think about, but as far as really going out and accessing those tools, I am probably am behind at this point. So don't feel bad, we're all behind, Uh, just, in the few moments that we've been talking, new tools have already been <laughs> developed. So we're never going to catch up and we'll never catch up with the kids either. So just forgive yourself. But there are lots of ways that AI tools can help us with our everyday tasks. It will provide feedback for public speaking and presentations. It will proofread anything that you've written. It will help create your resume. It will help you write a cover letter. It will help you with interviewing skills. It will translate languages. You can have a virtual assistant and name him or her whatever you want. It'll generate presentations for you in seconds, in beautiful slides. It's the first time that I did that. I I think that I even said, oh my God, like the way it was so (laughs) fast and beautiful. I just plugged in um, a presentation on the way superintendents can use artificial intelligence. And 30 seconds later, I had the most beautiful presentation that I could then download and edit for myself. So it saved, and I can't design at all. And so it saved, Lord only knows how much time that saved me. So I'm, I'm a big fan of those. It will help um, with your calendar. It will take notes for you during meetings. It will build websites and create logos for you. It'll summarize videos or podcasts. You can plug in a URL of a podcast or a YouTube video and it will summarize it for you. It'll generate email responses. There's a wonderful AI tool where you can stand in front of the refrigerator and list all the leftover little containers that you have in there. (laughs) And it'll generate a recipe that you can use all of those ingredients. I'm there. I know, I know. Uh, It'll help with grant writing. There's, there are even AI tools that'll help you with legal issues, like AI legal assistance. You can keep an online journal. It'll help you plan a trip. You can put in like a four-day itinerary for Estes Park, Colorado, family of six. And it'll generate an itinerary for you. It'll analyze your tax return for you. And there's even an AI tool that will help with meditation if all of this technology just gets to be too much. Now, Julie, I would have to imagine that not all of these AI applications are created equally. So as someone who's hyper-familiar with media... How do we know which are going to be the, the best ones out there? We'll know in two years. Gotcha. When, when the ones that aren't any good fall away. Um, there will probably be a handful in each category that rise to the top. Um, most of them are free, at least at first. And if you want the bells and whistles, you have to pay. But a lot of these are free. Uh, one of the things I think that um, the White House brought up and the whole people, the people that write about AI fluency is that we have to be really comfortable with the companies that are putting these things together. 
and we want them to be transparent about how they're creating these algorithms. And a lot of times that doesn't happen. So I think in a couple of years from now, we'll know which companies were legit and which ones weren't. So but maybe we still have to do a little bit of research on our own. Still have to do a little bit of research, but that doesn't mean you can't have fun in the meantime. That is Julie Smith, author, a Webster University instructor, a public speaker, and her book is Master the Media, How Teaching Media Literacy Can Save Our Plugged-In World. Now, if you missed any of Megan and Julie's discussions, you can listen to the Total Information a, or the Total Information podcast, and that can be found at KMOX.com.